You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined by my best friend, Ben Weir. Good to see you, man. Hey, good to see you too, man. Well, in this episode, guys, we're going to be recapping the college football playoff games. We had the two semifinal games, then obviously the national championship here this past Monday. So we're going to start with that crazy Alabama-Michigan game, which had the Wolverines defeating the Tide 27-20, basically hanging on for dear life. Uh, J.J. McCarthy was 17-27 for 221 yards and three touchdowns. Milrow was 16-23, of 116 yards. So pretty tough game for him, Ben. I feel like uh, he wasn't used to seeing defenses like that all year. I know that we've talked about the SEC being down, especially this year, not being as good as everybody you know kind of claims to say they are. But especially this season, I feel like just defenses – weren't that great across the board, but then you've got Michigan's front. I mean, they were getting to him all game long, sacking him, pressuring him, knockdowns, you know, whatever it took. Uh, what were your thoughts with, you know, them just getting pressure on him? Do you feel like obviously that was a big part, you know, of, Al- of excuse me, a big part of Michigan winning this ball game? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, ton, tons of pressure on him. He, I mean, he didn't look comfortable at all pretty much all game. Uh, it was really surprising that they were even, you know, winning before Michigan had that drive to tie the game. So, like, that, that was really shocking to me that they had the lead uh, and Michigan had to come back. But, yeah, no, I mean, I I would agree with you. I, I think this is probably the best defense that they've ever seen, um, at least that he's seen this year. Uh, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was they were causing chaos all game. So, this was very – I mean – He's a good quarterback and everything like that, but only throwing 116 yards, uh, I mean, that's not going to get it done for sure. No, definitely not. And on the flip side, uh, Michigan fans had a scare. Uh, first play of the game, J.J. McCarthy from scrimmage throws an interception, what looked like an interception, and it was except for the saving grace that the Alabama player was standing out of bounds before he made the interception, so that nullified the pick. So that was huge because just like yep. that, it was inter- could have been interception, yep. then easy score. Well, then Michigan does get held. Yeah. Alabama gets the ball. They go down, end up scoring, going up 7-0. So just like that, it was like, uh-oh, this is, we're in for – Michigan's in for a long game. But, I mean, they, they battled back. And even there, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, like things things weren't looking great. Uh, one one – my favorite play of the game was a trick play Michigan ran. Um, I can't remember if it was the running back or one of the wide receivers, I believe, that – um, ended up getting it, and then McCarthy's out like a wide receiver, and then he gets it thrown to him, but it's like behind him, and he somehow gets, catches yeah. it with one hand, one hand. and yeah. as a defender yeah. is about to just come up on him and just drive him into the ground, he's able to somehow turn and just fire it down the field. Gets drilled yeah. nonetheless, knocked to the ground, but he completes the pass. It was an incredible play and obviously a huge momentum boost for the Wolverines, Ben, what did you yeah. think about that play by McCarthy? Oh my gosh, it was one of the most athletic things I've seen a quarterback do in college. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, and an incredible call at the time. I mean, trying to trick play when you need, you know, you need, you definitely. Did. And it was, yeah, it was an awesome, awesome play for sure. It looked like Alabama might, uh, despite being outplayed most of the game, honestly, sneak this one out in the fourth quarter. They were up twenty to thirteen. Uh, the Michigan has an impressive drive, picks up some big third and fourth downs on that drive. Eight eight plays, 75 yards, over three minutes, ties it at 20. But what was crazy to me 
right before this or to start this drive. Oh, excuse me. Actually, it was, I think, was it the, the possession before Ben when they punted it? And it was like at the goal line. I remember where the guy literally like I think he he muffs it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He that that was yeah. that was almost, that was almost ball game because he literally Michigan uh, right. punt returner muffs the ball at the goal line is able yeah. to scoop it up and then just gets drilled into the end zone. So yeah. my first thought is that could be a safety two points, right? Or yeah, that dude, that, I don't know how the dude hung onto the ball because I was like he's gonna fumble it. It's gonna be a touchdown. The game over. So that was yeah. crazy. I mean, props to him for hanging on. So yeah, Michigan mm-hmm. ends up surviving that scare and then tying the game at twenty. We go into overtime. Mm-hmm. Michigan gets the ball first. Two plays. Corum runs one in from twenty yards out, uh, which was good to get the Wolverines on the on the board first. And then Alabama had their turn and they had six plays, made it twenty three yards. It was weird though because they called that timeout. They had all that time to draw up a good play on fourth down. And I guess the play um, just kind of dissolved because I don't think this was the original play. But anyways, they messed it up. And then Milrow ends up just quarterback sneaking straight ahead. And he wasn't going to go anywhere, Ben. So I was like, what What was that play called? But I guess the play kind of just got broken up and he just was kind of doing whatever he could. But he had no chance of getting in there. Yeah, I mean, he took on. I mean, I felt like that was the play called looking at it because, I mean, he didn't really waste any time. He, I mean, once he got the ball and the shotgun, like, he literally went straight ahead. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, how you're three. I, like, I maybe understand that from the one yard line, but, like, you're, you're, you're in the Michigan three. I mean, I feel like you got to, you got to try to pass it at that time, with, especially with how dominant the front had been for Michigan. Why are you trying to run the ball from the three yard line? You know, that's not going to. It's not gonna happen. So, like, I I didn't understand the play call whatsoever. I mean, I feel like you gotta you gotta try to pass the ball in that situation. I just I I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's just an interesting decision. I uh, I'm sure Michigan was super stoked when they saw him like running at him. <laughs> like, what, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but like, I <laughs> right, exactly. We're just gonna move on now. But I just yeah, it's, it was weird, man. I Tom, I know Tommy Reese is their play caller, and it's just it just didn't make any, make any sense. He didn't have much success at Notre Dame, so are we surprised? (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know why uh, Saban wanted him, but yeah, you're right. Well, Michigan hung on, earned their spot in the national championship game, so congrats to them. And then the second game of the night was number two, Washington, taking on number three, Texas, and Michael Penix Jr., quarterback for the Washington Huskies, led them to a 37-31 victory over Texas and a spot in the national championship game. The remarkable comeback story of Michael Penix Jr. put him a victory away from the national championship by winning this game. Ben, just an amazing story. I mean, the dudes had four uh, season-ending injuries, if you will. Two of them, an ACL on each knee. Like, it just he's overcome so many obstacles. So I was really happy for him to lead his team to this victory against Texas. Yeah, I, I mean, I loved watching him at Indiana. I, I mean, I would... You know me, I'm always going to cheer for an upset. It's always cheer, always cheering for him when he's playing like Ohio State or something like that. But, I mean, this dude, he's just a baller, man. He's just come back from so much uh, adversity. And it's just, it was fun to see him. I, I don't know how you can't cheer for the guy, honestly. I just, he, so so much fun to see him. And he balled out against Texas. I mean, four, threw for 430 yards against him. I mean, just completely dominant. Didn't have a run game, so like had to do it basically all himself. In the passing game, and I mean, Adunze is a beast, uh, and he Polk played a great game too. But like, it's just, it's a great story, man. I mean, 
I just I hope it transitions to the NFL. I, I don't personally think it will. I, I don't think he's good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But I mean, I'd be happy to be wrong about that. I mean, he's just uh, he's a good guy you can cheer for. Well, Penix's numbers for this game: he was twenty-nine of thirty-eight for four hundred and thirty yards and two touchdowns. And then Ewers on the other side of the ball for Texas: twenty-four of forty-three for three eighteen and a touchdown. So both quarterbacks showing out in this one. Just this was a back and forth game. The entire way, Washington scores first, Texas answers. Washington scores again, Texas answered. It was that way the entire game. Um, and then even there, you know, towards the end, even when it looked like it was over, Ben, I know we talked about it. We both kind of went to bed thinking, hey, you know, we've got to get up early for work. Looks like Washington's got this one wrapped up in the bag. And then I happened to jump on. Just let me just check one more time, just real quick, as I'm laying in bed. And I'm like, oh, shoot, Texas has a chance here. And lo and behold... Texas got the ball back late there, and they're driving down, only down six, and they literally come one play, throw into the end zone. Defender makes a fantastic play at the ball, doesn't touch the receiver at all, and just knocks it away, and that's your ball game. Ben, what did you think about that finish and how surprising that Texas even had a chance there at the end? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, thought, I mean, like you said, I thought it was over, so I went to bed. I mean, there was, they had two timeouts left. Uh, they didn't recover the onside kick, so I'm just like, okay, Washington's going to run the clock down and be fine. But yeah, uh, then I like I saw the next morning I got up and I saw that you know Washington it said Washington survived, and I'm like, what are you talking about Washington survived? And then I yeah I looked it up and saw the highlights, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they were literally in the you know in the, on the 13 yard line and they could have won the game. So I just uh, very surprised, very I mean hats off to Texas for you know continuing fighting and and basically having a great chance to win. Uh, but yeah, Washington definitely survived and got super lucky there, but, but they, they, they deserved it. I mean, they definitely deserved it in this game. I felt like they outplayed Texas in the game. Um, but yeah, just crazy finish, which both these games, us talking about it, they were great games. I mean, I obviously hate the fact my team's not in it, but like at least we got two exciting semifinal games. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to touch real quick on, uh, Ewers there for, um, for Texas quarterback yeah. sounds like he's coming back this next year. And obviously there's been a lot of hype about Arch Manning, you know, coming there, right. you know, redshirt freshman, you know, eventually going to be taking over. Um, do you think, mm -hmm. do you think he sticks around and waits his, you know, waits his turn or you think he tries the portal and, you know, goes, goes elsewhere? Well, I mean, my first thought was he's going to go elsewhere. Uh, like that's just what typically the college student has been doing. Like whenever somebody comes back, but I mean, Ewers. I, mean, I know. I know he threw for a lot in this game, but I don't feel like he relatively played all that great in the game. So, like, I feel like the competition's pretty open. I think. I think he'd stick around, and then potentially, if he loses, like the quarterback battle or something like that, then I could see him maybe going to the portal, or something, something like like that. But I, that was my first thought. I was like, oh yeah, Ewers is coming back. That's interesting. I wonder what Manny's going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't done it yet, so I, I'd be interested to see. I think I think he thinks he can beat him for the job, so I, I think he'll probably. I think he'll probably stay. Well, congratulations to the Washington Huskies that got them into the national championship, and that set up number one Michigan versus number two Washington, fourteen to zero Michigan undefeated versus fourteen to zero Washington also undefeated. So just a battle of two teams who have fought hard all year long. And it was Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines delivering a national title. Quorum scored two touchdowns for him as Michigan overpowered Washington 34-13. Blake Quorum ran for 134 yards and two fourth-quarter touchdowns. Jim Harbaugh and the number one Michigan 
undeterred by the suspensions and sign stealing that shadowed much of this season and this program. They completed a three-year climb to a national championship by beating the Huskies. Ben, just an all-around great performance by Michigan. And while this game ended up being obviously not so close, thankfully, I mean, it was fairly competitive most of the way through and obviously nothing like last year. So thank goodness that we didn't have a repeat of just a a one-sided affair. Obviously, this game got out of hand towards the end, but overall, it was a pretty entertaining game. Yeah, no, I would say that. I mean, I, it got to a lull around at like a, around halftime, third quarter, uh, and then yeah, I picked up with Michigan scoring two in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Michigan definitely dominated this game. It honestly looked like it was going to be <laughs> close. I mean, that first half, man, Michigan was scoring every drive. It looked like it was going to be. I, I didn't think it, Michigan would beat them by as much as Georgia beat TCU last year, but it was surely looking like that when it was 17-3, and then they had that Washington had that downs where they didn't make it, and then Michigan got the ball back. So it looked like it was going to be even more. But I just feel like there was a lot of missed. Michael Penix, man, as great as he's been this year, there was a lot of missed plays he could have had that could have changed this game around. I know Adunze, that one play, wide open, and Penix threw, you know, three feet above his head. Um, so I, I just, I don't know what's going on with Penix this game. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I just, I was very surprised to see him struggle as much as he did. Uh, but yeah, it definitely could have been a different game for them. But yeah, I mean, Michigan ran ran all over them. I mean, Donovan Edwards, my gosh, like two 40 plus yard runs for two touchdowns in the first quarter. It was just remarkable what they did. Yeah. And while JJ McCarthy was only 10 of 18, 140 yards, he had probably the biggest run of the game there when they were backed pinned up against the end zone, third and long ran about what, 25, 30 yards down the field. And just obviously the, you you could just feel the momentum just because I mean, if Washington would have got them to punt there, they're only down seven. They get the ball with good field position. Mm-hmm. They're an easy opportunity to tie. But I will say, yeah, yeah, the missed opportunities by Washington, and as good as Penix Jr. looked in the game before, he looked pretty rough in this one. And unfortunately, he got hurt during this game. You know, in the fourth quarter there, you could tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was holding his side. He was holding his leg. Like, he just wasn't the same yeah. player. And so it's too bad that he did get banged up. I mean, obviously by then it was pretty much out of reach. But I will say the one call... Yeah. that I hated and letter of the law. Yes, it was holding, but you see, I've seen so much worse, not called Washington struggled so much getting anything yeah. going, making any plays. Like you said, he over, he's overthrowing receivers, all that. They finally get a big play down the field and there's a holding call that brings it back. So you want to talk okay. about a momentum yeah. shifter because yeah. literally that would have got them down there. Yeah. Maybe they scored a tie it. Maybe they don't, yeah. but I mean, they still at least would have had momentum would have had a first down. Instead, it's third and 24. Next thing you know, they're punting, and now Michigan's off and running. Right. Yeah. No, I know. And that's the frustrating thing. And I think that's why a lot of people, uh, especially like Eagles fans from last year, are upset with that hold call that, uh, you know, was was pivotal in that game, basically. I'm not saying this one was necessarily pivotal, but like you said, I mean, it kind of was. Um, But, yeah, no, letter of the law, I mean, he was holding uh, maybe – no, I, I was going to say maybe you could get away with it, but probably not. There's just no way. I just don't think you can not call that. So, like, I appreciate them calling that, but it just sucks as far as the Washington standpoint because, I mean, that's huge, man. They finally have something go right, and then really it doesn't go right. So, yeah, it's just, it just was, it was very interesting. It was not the same Washington team. They had struggled uh, with a couple of lower foes during the year in Pac-12 play, but, like, this was just not the same Washington team that had just played Texas. Yeah, and kind of interesting, Ben, I said this to you after the game. This is basically 
fast forward a year, this is a Big Ten championship because Washington's actually joining the Big Ten this next year, which is still really weird and bizarre to me. But I mean that that is kind of strange. But yeah, so you had two Big Ten teams in the in the national championship essentially. So yeah, yeah, kind of kind of crazy there. But I'm just overall happy for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, obviously he's had quite the year. Um, and we still don't know, did it happen, did it not happen, you know, just the things overall, you know, good for him and everything. And, you know, props to him too for just taking the high road because he could have used that platform and, you know, just really stuck it to the NCAA. And, you know, he chose not to. You know, I was kind of hoping, you know, I <laughs> said that to you, he could have the, yeah, I know, the, ult- the ultimate <laughs> mic drop, but you know, yes. class act yeah. there just, you know, turning the other cheek basically. But, yeah, just happy for him, and his parents were there, and excuse his brother flew in, you know, from Baltimore. Obviously, he's the yeah, Ravens coach, brother, so he was yeah. able to be there, so that was really cool. Um, I actually had yeah. uh, a couple friends there. Uh, one guy, he's a manager for for the team for Michigan. Okay. Usually does, doesn't go to away games, and so he wasn't actually on the sideline, but he was in the stands. We actually saw him on a on a video pan uh-huh. or whatever um, yeah. that someone had tagged him in, so that was cool to see him. And then a, and then a buddy of mine from work, I uh, was able to fly mm-hmm. down and he was, he showed me a video of the quorum touchdown. He was like 15 or 20 rows up from <laughs> the, from the field. Whoa. I'm like, Holy cow, those yeah. seats are, Oh man. So yeah, happy Dang. for him. Happy for, yeah, him, good for him. So that's pretty cool. And yeah. I've got a good buddy here um, locally. Who's a, it was a diehard Michigan fan. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. diehard, my cousin, big time Michigan fan. So I was making sure to, you know, Text them congratulations because I know it's been a long time coming. I mean, 1997 is the last time uh, Michigan won a national championship. So it's been a little while since they've uh, been able to raise that trophy. So and first time in the college football playoff for them. So congratulations to the Wolverines. As hard as that is for me to say as a Buckeye fan, I'm trying to, you know, be a better person, you know. So that's my 2024 uh, New New Year's goal, your resolution, you know. There you go. Be better this year than I was last year. (laughs) Yeah, and, and it was huge for them, too. I mean, being there three years in a row um, and, you know, the last two years not even making it to, out of the semifinals, so it was, it was big for them. I wanted to play the audio from our predictions, but decided not to. Oh. But there is one of us that went 3-0 and in our picks. And one of us that went 0-3, but I didn't want to uh, call anybody out or anything, so I was just going to let that one ride. But. <laughs> Hey, you were doing the New Year's resolution thing, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. See, I'm already applying it. You know? I know, man. I know you're doing a good job. Can we talk about for a minute just the bombshell of Nick Saban retiring from Alabama? Like, oh my God. What in the world? Yes. I mean, that, that's crazy just to walk yes. away because I think it was just two years ago he signed that big 10-year deal. And right. I was like, holy cow, this guy's going to coach till he's 80. But two years later, he decided, hey, I think enough is enough, which, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, he's in his 70s. But, you know, go enjoy life and everything. And I'm sure he's got grandkids and all that. But, my goodness, like, what what did you think when that came out? I mean, that was just totally out of the blue, I feel like. I I thought it was fake. Like, I I really did. Like, I I mean, I know it was on ESPN, so I'm like, okay, it's not. Because Bleacher reports some of the stuff where I'm like, eh, okay, I know you guys are announcing that, but, like, you guys are right. Maybe 50% of the time, if, if that's, that's probably even high for them, honestly. But, um, yeah, I was shocked. Cause I mean, there was just no, there was no warning. Like there was, there was like nothing at all in the news. Like there was no, like, uh, this might be Saban's last year. He might come back. 
you know, I mean, I know we both dis- you know, despise Tom Brady, but it wasn't like Tom Brady where, okay, he's going to go away for a little bit and now he's going to make his decision. Like Aaron Rodgers having that little blackout, whatever thing he had, making a decision. But yeah, no, it was just like breaking news. Nick Saban's going to retire. What? <laughs> where did this come from, man? Because yeah, I mean, I, I thought for sure he'd be coaching for another at least five, five, maybe 10 plus years. I mean, I, I just, I was really surprised. But no, I'm, I'm happy if he's finally like, okay, I mean, I'm sure he's got plenty of money, so it can't be a money-related thing. But, like, yeah, I'm happy if he's finally, you know, getting away and maybe putting his family first and everything like that. So if, if that's the case, like, that's that's great for him to, to step away because football is not everything. Um, but, yeah, I'm not totally, totally shocked that when I saw that come through. And I was happy. I'm not – I respect Saban, probably one of the best coaches ever, if not the best. But I'm happy he's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, give somebody else a turn in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe this will end their dynasty, but I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know that Washington's, uh, DeBoer or whatever his name, he's a good coach. Wherever he goes, I know they have the article about him, wherever he goes, he wins. So, yeah, I couldn't wait. Here he was, you what, just earlier this week coaching a national championship game yeah. for Washington, and now here he is, you know, new coach of Alabama. So yeah. he's had, uh, quite the right. week. So yeah, I'm happy for him yeah. too. So I mean, he's definitely moved up because he was only in Washington, I think, the last two or three years. So, and now yeah. he, here yeah. he is going to Alabama. So I mean, He's uh making his yeah. making his move, so good for him. Congratulations, and uh, good yeah. luck moving forward. Well, that's going to do it for this 2023 college football playoff semifinal and national championship recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off. <laughs>